This podcast is a part of the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. Hey, it's Seamus from Newhoff Media Lafayette, and this is Insider Towns, the podcast about the people and places that make our communities great. Season 1, Episode 7, and it's brought to you by Iconic Lafayette. If it flies or drives, we are on it. And uh, with us on the phone right now is uh, Andy Klein, the director of the Tipping You County Fairgrounds. First question, Andy, have you recovered from July yet? <laughs> I have recovered. I'm slowly recovering. I, uh, it was a busy month, we'll say, for being the first fair, but we survived. Well, let's talk about the new fairgrounds and some of the stats before we get into the fair this year. But tell, I mean, off the top of your head, give give some people some of that that maybe didn't make it out and get to see the new fairgrounds. Just the sheer size of the actual fairgrounds now and the inside area in particular. Yeah, definitely. We have a 105,000 square foot multi-use facility. Basically, um, we're set up to have. Uh, people shows or we're, we can have livestock shows. Um, we end up having about 55,000 square feet of event space. Uh, so quite a few different options. We are all one level, all ADA compatible. We have paid parking around the whole facility. And so the days of uh, parking in the grass and having to worry about getting to your event um, are, are gone. Well, let's talk about your ADA compliance, because you and I have had a lot of conversations with the fair, and, and I was there for the Queen pageant and stuff like that. But that's a really big thing for you to make sure that this was 100% ADA compliant. And why, why are you so passionate about that? Yeah, it's uh, definitely one of the top things that when we designed this facility, it was uh, uh, right up there with the most important things. Uh, we have a couple people in our um, family that are <clears throat> need the accommodations, uh, just like everyone else. And so down to designing the restrooms uh, a couple feet larger just to accommodate larger spaces, um, we don't have any sidewalks on the property. We have uh, everything the same elevation coming in. We have handicap accessible doors or power doors. Uh, we have an ADA listening system if you need uh, accommodations for hearing impaired. Um, so we really tried to uh, to make it that everyone can enjoy this facility. Just uh, you know, you can have your challenges, but. You still get to enjoy uh, things just like everyone else does. That's really cool. I know. I mean, that's you're very passionate about it. It's come up like in every single conversation we had. So congratulations on yeah. that. That is uh, that is very cool. Uh, this yeah. is Insider Towns, the podcast, and uh, brought to you by Arconic. If it flies or drives, we are on it. Um, so let's talk about the fair this year. So. Um, this is the first fair at the new fairgrounds. Last year, we the, the fair was obviously a lot different. There wasn't people. There wasn't the uh, carnival that went along with it and stuff because of COVID concerns. But going into this one, how close was how how long before the fair did the fairgrounds actually be a hundred percent ready to go? How close was it? Yeah, we're 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 not even there. We're still finishing a punch out, and we have. Uh, like landscaping and things like that that will come this fall uh, just based on timing. And and uh, we have some 
more paving and some different things. So it was right up until the time of the fair. We were uh, scrambling and working on the speaker systems and, and everything came together. But uh, we're, we will be 100% finished next week. So um, that, that's how close it was. And so going through the fair for the first time there, what did you, what was your favorite thing that changed and what things do you, did you, what issues came up that you didn't think were going to, what, did you have any surprises? Yeah, this fair changed a lot, obviously, um, from the direction of the fair board moved the midway to the grass, uh, took the parking lot back over for the cars. And then the, the many challenges of a, a new facility and how to lay that out inside. Um, I think there were mixed feelings on, you know, uh, the, the challenges of the midway and the grass. But also it was important to us as a fair, as a county, to come to the fair, park on paid parking, not have to worry about getting your car stuck, and enjoy what we had uh probably the food court was probably one of the the nicer things where you could sit down in air condition and uh enjoy you know the fair go all the snacks that were offered um through the fair so one of the things that came out was a lot of people were and you heard this because you're the guy upset about how much change there was and so what did you say to the people that are like, I miss the old Coliseum and I miss the, you know, the chipping paint and the splinters in your butt when you sit and stuff like that. How did you, how did you take on those people and talk sometimes, with them? Sometimes better than others, but um, <laughs> I definitely, you know, I'm willing to talk to anybody about the challenges. Um, I, I get it. Change, change is really hard and um, I live it. I, I, it was part of, you know, the trees coming down. I am a landscape architect. I love the trees. You know, it, it, it bothers me too. I had children before I became the fairgrounds director uh, in this program. And so um, I try to see both sides of it. I understand my fam. I'm not from this region. So my family was not part of this fair. Uh, I do know that we were one of the last facilities like the Coliseum, and and there was a reason because it just the the, the liability challenges that that it brought. Yeah, I was I, actually I, it caught me off guard. So I I was the MC of the Queen Pageant this year, which uh, you got to attend, and you you right. told me afterwards that I did okay, and that was nice, Andy. I <laughs> I appreciate that, man. I was uh, I was just making oh, it up goodness. as I went. <laughs> <laughs> it was good. We have a, we have a, we're blessed to have the Coliseum. I think there's a lot of new stuff for this fair to even develop as we get get further into the years of this and uh, be able to use that space and, and the sound system, some things for some different shows and, and more opportunity there. The sound system, and I'm an audio geek, right? And you took me yeah, behind sure. the scenes just to take a look at it, and I've never seen anything like that in my entire life. Never seen yeah, anything. Yeah, that was all designed by the architects, too. We, I can't take any credit. I, I'm, I don't know a lot about it, but I have heard from enough people like yourself uh, that we're pretty blessed to have this. And, uh, and, the, and the opportunities for the future for this place is, uh, is quite unlimited, I believe. Well, if a sound system can make me sound good, then it's a really good sound system. I appreciated that very much. Right. Uh, let's talk about the planning phases of this. So it, how long have you been the director there at the fairgrounds? Uh, 2015. So this is my seventh fair uh, that I've been part of. So 
the, the planning and all that has been going on long before I came. Uh, this is Commissioner Byers' uh, a dream, and it started long before Andy Klein came along. But um, the active planning last four years and implementation uh, since 17. Was there any point during the planning where you thought, this is, this is just never going to happen. We're never going to be able to pull this off. It sure seemed like it was as big as we had designed it to be. Everything you did added cost. And so being so, so large, it didn't take much to, to drive the cost. And, 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 and the, the budget that we had, we need to stay within. Um, at first it did, but then we, we were blessed to have a good, uh, our project manager is Tecton. And uh, they watched the budget and kept it down to, you know, where we needed it to be. So tell me about some of the things that people never see. Because there's every time you go in there, and I've been in there a couple of times now and had a tour and stuff like that mm-hmm. with uh, Emily. But there's little things like, is there really goat showers? Is that really a thing? <laughs> goat showers. <laughs> we do have showers for, um, we have a couple flex rooms, which are catering kitchens, warming kitchens with plenty of power. Um, we, we put a shower in each of those for uh, emergency situation in case we need to turn, you know, this place into a, a place where we can hold people. And so we'd have a, a two different shower areas. Um, we have a fire suppression system, which is... Um, quite a state-of-the-art. We have a dry system and a wet system, so we're able to turn part of this building down in the winter, and basically it can freeze, and we don't have to spend the money to heat it, but, yeah, it'll still be protected by fire protection. And so um, when you go through it, how many, when you take, do you take people through tours, or do you make Emily do all those? <laughs> no, we, we do it together. I taught her. I, I started doing it with uh, Commissioner Byers, and, and each time we learn to, uh, it's just uh, – there's a lot of things to see there and a lot of new things that we're learning even as punch out goes out. So from what you envisioned to what you currently have, how close is that to what you thought it was going to be like? It's more than I ever thought it would be. I mean, I think the the size of space and and the reception that we're getting from stakeholders and, and the public is, uh, is more than I ever thought it would be. And, And hopefully that just keeps going. As this were, as it gets out, and we have a website being developed right now that'll go online here soon. Um, I hope that uh, that it just continues to grow. All right, this is Inside Our Towns, the podcast about the people and places that make our communities great. We're talking with the director of the Tippingham County Fairgrounds, Andy Klein, and um, so let's talk about what's still to come because you're not completely done yet. Uh, yep. You still have some more properties and things like that, but what what is on the horizon for the fairgrounds? Give me a ten year look at it. Yeah, ten year look. Well, hopefully, with that the reception by different stakeholders and things like that, and it opens the door for us to to have some different advertising opportunities and, and to add to like the wish list. Say say maybe a, a couple jumbotrons in 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 the um, or some sort of a jumbotron in the. Uh, in the main coliseum um of course we'd always like to keep adapting the like hearing system we can add to that and, and improve it throughout the whole uh the space uh i think getting the whole property under a good speaker system for say the fair and different uh shows uh so those are the things that i would like to see developing more like um 
having stages and tables and chairs to rent, you know, or to offer, I think that would be a good opportunity for her to give back to the community. So let's talk about some of the people, and I know you can't give away everything, but there are some people that are already renting out the facility for shows and things like that. So what kind of people are you looking for to use the facility? Because it isn't just about a one-week fair. This no. is this is year-round. So what, what sort of things are you getting excited about coming to the fairgrounds? Yeah, so we we're, we have a nice calendar already built. Emily's uh, filling up here. and uh, So, like, the first thing we have is uh, United Way has a kickoff at, at the end of August. And then uh, September looks to be pretty busy. We have uh, uh, Tipmont move their annual uh, meeting to the fairgrounds and change it from July to September. And uh, I think they have a long-term commitment. As long as everything goes good this year, uh, they're going to have their appreciation and their annual uh, dinner or meeting there. Uh, we have Greater Lafayette Commerce is coming with a couple of events. We have... Uh, uh, Builders Association, the Greater Lafayette Bagel, they have a home show coming. Uh, Midwest Rentals is uh, committed to moving their shows, their bridal and, and home shows, to the facility. Uh, so, so that's just a touch. Roller Derby's coming back here to the probably in the older West Pavilion um, for now until we get that figured out. Uh, the gun show will be back. Uh, so, so there's quite a bit coming back and, and new stuff. Well, it is interesting. So, uh, you know, we like to put on events also, but there was really yeah. not, there was nothing like this in our area. Yeah, no. everything is in Indianapolis, right? There was nothing yeah, like sure. this in our area. So it opens up almost too many possibilities because there's really not much else that you guys can't handle there, including concerts. Right. It would be great to have a concert there. Yes, we can. We have seating for 1,800 in the seats and then probably 1,000 in the floor. So there's 2,800. Uh, we have infrastructure in the ceiling to, to hang booms and different sound and, and lighting options. Um, we have, uh, we're seeing a great response to the corporate need in this town for, uh, like taking care of their employees, such as Subaru. They have 4,000 people on Christmas that they would like to give their dinner and have uh, a Christmas celebration, and they're going to rent the facility. Wabash National is showing interest in needing a space for all their employees. They've outgrown the spaces that they have. So I feel like the corporate uh, need also is out there for a large space. Uh, we have 35,000 square feet with no poles. Uh, you can see, you know, 3,000 people on round tables in that easy. So what one thing do you wish you could have got put in that didn't make it into the plans? Is there anything? Yeah, that's a good question. Wow, thanks. I, don't, I knew I'd come I up with at least one, so. Andy. We, we had some things in the uh, West Wing, the furthest West building, the last building. Uh, we didn't think we'd have the partitions because of budget uh, reasons, and we were ahead on the budget, so we were able to finish that. If we hadn't got that, that would have limited that space a little bit, um, but we've been blessed to get that. Um, no, Shavis, I think as far as where I'm standing, it, it looks like we've done pretty well. I know there's things we missed and could do a little better. Maybe some power needs. Uh, even improving that just for future expansion, I'm learning that maybe just a little bit more in certain areas, but but I think that all can come. Well, it's a it's an amazing facility. I really uh, I'm very impressed, and and I did like the old fairgrounds. Don't get me wrong. I mean, yeah. you could walk in there, and there's history. You guys even have some pieces still there in the uh, front there, right? That you guys kept from the old yeah. place. Yeah, we uh, went and took a piece of the old bleacher out and and redid that. Our gentleman that works with us, uh, Tom Poole. 
uh, worked hard on those projects. And uh, we have a couple cupolas from the old building, the top there. And uh, we have one of them sitting in the lobby. And uh, we have another one we're going to put out there as a kind of a Kodak spot or a, a, a courtyard where you can sit by it. So uh, we got a couple trees that we took and made benches out of. So we, we have some stuff from the old. Yes, sir. And uh, I do want one suggestion. If they do invite me back to the Queen Pageant, I would like the same podium because that podium has literally 857 coats of white paint on it. And I think that that is irreplaceable. So if I come in next year and you got one of them fancy podiums, I'm walking right out. No, buddy. I took it. I said, because I, I thought I got, it didn't make it through the, uh, the destruction of the Home Ec building, but the fair board had taken it. And I said, there it is. And so... We, uh, we're going to take care of it, stand it up a little bit, and put another coat of white on it. So. <laughs> <laughs> that 858th yeah. coat is the one that sticks. That's what I hear. <laughs> yeah, I have to. Yeah, it's got too much character. That's right. It, it does. you yeah. got to keep the it nod does. to it. So, yeah, All right. Yeah. Andy Klein, director of the Tipping Hill County Fairgrounds. Sounds like you're going to be very busy for years and years to come. We appreciate you being on the podcast today, and you have a great day. All right, sir. You too. Thank you. You've been listening to the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. For more, visit newhoffmedia.com.